the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Welcome to this week's edition of Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. Uh, I'm your host, John Anthony. There's just been so much going on this week. Kanye putting folks in, in their place. Kanye coming out with White Lives Matter. And I, I've been watching in, 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 on Twitter, Black Twitter specifically, to see in, in Facebook and Instagram to see the reaction. You got people from Will Smith's son, Jaden. You know, I have a, I had a few family members that I, I saw their reaction to it. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, it's genius. Kanye, that was a genius move. I, Candace Owens, that was a genius move. I know people are not going to like it. But it shows Kanye, Kanye, Kanye West was co- truly correct. Why, do it, why, 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 why wear that shirt? And I'm going to play the audio clip of him saying it. Because they do. Um, I remember on the house floor, I got up. And I said, I feel like we're in competition to see whose lives matter the most. How come? Why can't we just say, and, and, and I, I know Phil from Blue Island is listening because hmm. he called me right before the show started. Hmm. All lives matter. I'm sorry. I am sorry. What happens is you have these liberal elites who are trying to cause this division between us as, as Americans. To, to put one race over the other. You know, call me what you want. Call me a sellout, the coon, the Uncle Tom. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm with Bojangles or whatever. You know, whatever you want to call me. Hmm. It's complete and utter lie. And I'm getting upset. And I was glad to hear Kanye West basically say, I don't care about anybody's opinion. I don't care what they think about me and, and how they feel about me. You know, if more people in the music industry, in Hollywood, took this approach. America, we, we just may turn the corner on this race thing. Morgan Freeman, you know, we talk about it too much. You know, Morgan Freeman, Freeman got dragged through black Twitter. Um, you know, black lives matter, white lives matter, Latino lives matter, uh, Asian lives matter, you know, and, 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 and the premise of what the BLM organization was built off. And Valon, you and I, you and I disagree with this because you know you're a cop hater, but that's okay. That this was about black people being shot and killed by police. 
And yeah, black people were being shot and killed by police. But what did they do? What was the act that was done? You know, I, I mean, I can probably count on one finger, one or two. Fi- I can count one or two fingers where it was actually a case where police were acting out of under the color of law. And I agree with it wholeheartedly. But what we're seeing now, the attack on the men and women who serve in, on our police departments today, it's egregious and it has to stop. And I will use this platform every Saturday to combat that. Troublemaker, welcome to Black and Right. How's it going? Number one, I got to set something straight. I am not. Cop hater. Uh, anti-police or you cop are. hater. I've acknowledged that without the police, it would be chaos. I mean, it, truly, it, it would be Mad Max Part 2, The Road Warrior, Beyond Thunderdome, whichever part you want to pick. It would be not. It would be craziness on the street. But. Oh, 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 you just canceled everything out. Okay, you know what? I'm not going to say but. You just canceled I, everything out. I, wait, you, you know said. what? You know what? I was trying to program myself not to I say know, but. I know. You knew I was going to jump so, on it. So I'm going to use another word instead of but. However, however, you have to acknowledge that it's just too many trigger-happy police. I mean, they don't even give a moment's thought to, I disagree. Bl- to, to, to blowing someone happy. away. To call a cop, cop trigger-happy. That's a that's that's an affront to to policing. That's 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 a slap in the face to policing. Uh, you, to call them trigger happy. You can believe it all you want. They shoot too quick. They just shoot. They shoot oh, too quick. God, here we go. So I'm not even gonna go down that road as far as how fast the police shoot and if they don't take black lives into account because you don't know what's going on in somebody's head. But I know what I see. But to get to the Kanye West deal, I agree with him. Um. The left just doesn't like for you to take away their narrative they don't. because it'll kill their agenda. Yeah, of course, all lives matter. But when black people hear you say all lives matter or black lives or black lives Who matter. Who gives a damn how they feel about it? They though. get upset. I don't care. I'm with Kanye. I don't care what they think. Yeah. But that's just it. This whole group thing that we can't have an opinion about something. And we always and that's what that's what he was speaking to that. We have to go into we have to. Whatever the black community says, we have to fall lockstep with them. Heck no. But when you take away their narrative, you take away their power. And that's like any other politician, any other group. They're not going to let you take away their power. They're going to fight like hell to keep power. You, you, you just said they're not going to let you. Right. They're not going to let you. Well, guess what? They don't control this station. They don't control black and white radio. They don't control Dan Prof in the morning answer with Amy Jacobson. They don't control Sean Thompson and the Sean Thompson show. And they hate that. They hate that there's a narrative out there that's pushing back against the foolishness that they produce out every single day. And what did I say? They're going to fight like hell to keep their power. That's why JB Pritchard put out that, uh, the message that Dan Prof is pushing has a tinge of racism. They don't even. They, well, they just. They just call Sean crazy. Okay, I got to stand up on that one. So they're not gonna. They're not gonna even go at Sean at all. But don't you find it funny? Listen to this. Mm-hmm. Listen to this. Why is it always the left looking always through the lens of racism or everything that has it something to do with racism? The right, those are who are center right. We never produce that argument. They're the ones. You know why? Because it's all they got. I listened to that debate. Uh, I, I initially started watching the debate between Darren Bailey and J.B. Pritzker. I stopped because sometimes when you watch something, you know, your mind tells you other things. 
But I, uh, I've started walking thanks to thanks to my buddy C. Stephen Tucker from Health uh, Care Solutions. Um, I started walking and I listened to it on my morning walk, and I heard a governor and Darren Bailey in that debate. Yeah, and 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 I'm not gonna say it for the first time, but I saw Darren Bailey being the governor of this state just by listening to what was actually being said. And I, and you know another thing I, I noticed? You know another thing I noticed? They actually, the only thing, the only weapon that Pritzker and those on the left have against anybody that's running on the right is these social issues. Yeah. They always revert back to the social issues. I'm going to be playing some clips today about, you know, some of the things that J.B. Pritzker said. You know, Darren Bailey voted to defund policing. There's a reason why. What he doesn't talk about in those budgets, the budgets, first of all, are not balanced. They haven't been balanced in, in decades. The COGFA, um, uh, the, the, um, uh, I, I got to get the name of it, what, what COGFA actually stands for. But they actually put out on each budget what it, the, true, the true cost of budgets in Illinois. And they haven't done that since Quinn was in office. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So but, that's all they got. But what people don't understand is it's so much that's packed into these bills. They don't understand how sausage is made. So uh, 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 someone that just wants a clean bill like Darren Bailey, they don't understand why he had to vote against it. They're just going to point out the parts that they had in the bill that, that they wanted passed. Yeah. That they thought was good for everybody, but they don't. They're hidden stuff. Because it's poison. It's in almost. Right. Listen, what you have to understand, the reason why they put the poison in those bills was so that Pritzker can get up on that stage. He can get up on that stage and actually say, that Darren Bailey defunded, voted to defund the police. That's why those bills are in there. I mean, that's why they put the poison in those bills, the pork in those bills. And that happens in state legislative bodies, and that happens in the halls of Congress every single time. Now, I will say, now, I remember we was talking off the phone. That was a missed opportunity. He was on point with the numbers as far as everything yeah. else. But that was probably the one missed opportunities that he that he did that he could have corrected De- oh, yeah. he could have corrected JB Pritzker on but when it came to the wasteful spending when it came to all the lies that JB Pritzker was putting out yeah. he was he was on point with Did everything. you notice that JB couldn't defend his record? No, he could. It's indefensible. Mm-hmm. Because because why the reason why it's indefensible because Darren Darren even had a zing in there for two and a half years you didn't care anything about the legislative body. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a, I got an audio clip of Carrie Lake, who's running for governor in Arizona. And if every Darren Bailey, please, if you're listening, if every Republican that's running, this is how you combat the abortion issue. You know, especially here in the state of Illinois, we have it even greater because we can divert to the the, the parental notification law. You know, don't get caught in those weeds of abortion because that's all they got. Fight, push, don't give up because I'm telling you, the red wave can happen. Will it? Will it, Belon? We'll answer that more. Right? I hope so. I hope the red wave, I, he can win. Yeah. He and Stephanie Uh-oh. Trussell can win. Hey, Phil from Blue Island is on the line. This is his question How do white lives matter? We'll be right back. the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about it's black and right with john anthony on am 560 the answer
Black and White Radio. One of the hardest working men in radio on Saturdays. I thought that was a that was a moment in the debate. Uh, honestly, I don't think J.B. Pritzker even understood the question of what it means to have walk-up music. I think he's so disconnected from what, what some would say is the culture that that he had no clue. And I thought Darren Bailey hit that right out of the park about saying, hard-working man, Brooks and Dunn. Royalty doesn't have walk-up music. Yeah. <laughs> They're crowned. Well, that's true. That's See, true. And that's what, that's what he come from. See, he could have understood that. Right, right. You think so? Yeah, if they would have, if they would have said, uh, <laughs> "Yo, what's your crowning music?" <laughs> but, 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 listen, listen to JB Pritzker's answer. Well, any song that highlights the big things that need to get done for our state is what I any would song. Uh, would suggest should be the walk-up song. We've gotten so many done over okay. the last four years. All right, I hope he that couldn't we'll come up with a song. Thank you, Senator Bailey. Same question. Listen what to would this. your walk-up song be? I'm a hard-working Working man, man because Ooh. these young people. To preserve a future for these young right. people, and I am going to we, represent every hardworking person. We out have there. to give you time for closing. Dan Bailey's a gangster. I'm sorry, man. I, I agree with Amy, man. She was that, that lady was pretty good. Yes, she was. She was pretty good. Yes, she was. I mean, um, what's his Taman Bradley? He tried. To he s- wasn't. He. He wasn't bad the way he was in the previous debate right. from uh, two years ago. Yeah, he. I mean, they tried to keep it fair and balanced, but at the same time, he tried to set JB up too. He did. I mean, I mean, uh, not JB. Bailey. Yeah, Bailey. He tried to set Bailey up, with es- that. especially with that whole tell tell me a Jewish leader. And I, I, yeah. I really thought Bailey. He he hit it right out of the park. I'm not going to bring anybody so that that so that the media and all you guys can start going after them, you know, digging up all their history and past yeah. and, and start attacking them. That was that was brilliant. But the comment opinion. was bad enough how they tried to set him up. But he was right the way he did it was really right. We're yeah. talking about the numbers. Yeah, uh, you, we of course we know the Holocaust was horrible, but we're talking about the numbers. Right. Okay. And that and that was that was a good way to shut him down. Right. And and and, and remember, they're the only one that that can talk about anything. Hitler, Germany, Holocaust. The left's the only one that can do that. Right. You know, when the when the right points out the hypocrisy of it. Yeah, they're all racist and evil and things of that nature. Let's go to Mitchell. Mitchell from Desplains. What's up, buddy? Daddy O. Hey, what's up there, uh, Teen Aries at uh, Berlin? You know, when I was watching the um, the debate, it, it shows you that Pritzker is a person who historically is a control monger. This guy is a control freak to the highest degree. You have to understand that this guy behind the scenes has funded Hillary Clinton and politicians up and down, you know, this United States for decades. Yeah. He's, his first motive of action is to control, control, and control. And you saw in the debate that he's useless, yeah. okay? And, the, and Bailey was so, man, I, if you've never heard of Dan Bailey or Darren Bailey and you saw this objectively, how could you not be in favor of, the, of this guy? Yeah. He, he, he took him to the task. And here's the biggest problem I have with, uh, with Pritzker. He wouldn't answer a direct question. Yep. You expect the average Illinoisan? To, to support this guy, yeah. this fat slob, this fat Albert. <laughs> and the best oh. part about Veron, the best part here, man, before I go off my racket here, right, uh, is that, you know, when you have somebody who is clandestine in his affairs, talk about Pritzker, this guy has more secrets in his closet than what he's done. That's all going to come out in the wash. 
And I'll tell you this right now. When Bailey uh, said, hey, I want you to sign this document because he knows that he's trying to veer for 2024. You think this fat slob going to get the presidential election in 2024? Not on your life. And that's the bottom line, Daniel. (laughs) Well, you you just never know, though. Yeah, I mean, mean, he's got that money to spread around. He's been spreading it around, Mitchell. That's what that's what President... Yeah, you're right. But see, that's that's exactly where he took a page from Trump, because he's been funding all these politicians for decades. So he's like, I'll just yep. do it. And by the way, how does a guy in his suit look so fucking look so fat? <laughs> Sorry about that. Daddy. <laughs> right. Well, when it comes to spreading the money around, he's been spreading the government's money around, the federal government's money around. That's what he was uh, attributing his accomplishments to as far as he was shoring up the pensions and he's yeah. been given to this program and that program. He's been spreading out Biden's money. Yeah. I didn't hear Daddy-O, though, Mitchell. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Yeah, I didn't hear Daddy-O. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. Listen here, Daddy-O. The bottom line is this. Pritzker is a guy that uh, obviously uh, has a lot invested in this. What kind of politician, okay, let me ask you this, guys, honestly. What politician gives himself $97 million to run for uh, for office, which only pays, what, $240,000? What, what, what is his, this is, I'm asking you guys an honest question. What is his motivation, Berlan? In power, man. Yeah, power. Power. That's all he cares about. That's it. He's got money. And, you know, with somebody like me and you, it would be money, power, probably women. But he's just power. Yeah. Pure power. Yeah. Thanks, Mitchell. Oh, well, you guys, you guys have a great weekend, and thanks so much, Daddy-O. All right, brother. Let's go to don't David. Don't swear and don't whip it out. It's not rocket science. <laughs> Mitchell. Let's go to David from Lansing. David, welcome to the Black and Right. Hi, guys. Uh, I like your show. Thank you. Um, to uh, respond to uh, the Kanye West and the Phil from Blue Island disagreement, uh, I, I have two comments. Uh, uh, the first one, I say this facetiously. Phil from Blue Island, make a T-shirt that says, White Lives Don't Matter. Put it on about 11 o'clock tonight. Drive north on Western, take a left on 115th Street, and then a right on Kedzie, and go to, go to the Irish bars about 11 o'clock. And just just kind of walk around, grab a beer, just see what happens. You know. anyway, my, my, uh, my other comment is... Um, Phil's this whole mad. racial thing, Kanye can put him to rest. Kanye could um, uh, finish him, like in the you know, like the video game fights. Finish him. You can yeah. finish all these people by saying, "Yeah, Motor Combat." Black Lives Matter is a communist organization putting race out there to divide us. Yeah, that's what he's doing. Yeah, that's what they're doing, and that's what so Kanye said. That out. Kanye actually yeah. said that. Oh, you he know, did? yeah, he said that's what they want to do. They want to divide us. That is what he said. You know, they don't want to. They don't. They don't listen. If, if if they right. understand the power of, if if we ever connect it and how we could really change America, how we keep the republic, it's not it's it's and they understand that as long as they keep us in these silos that are separate right. from from each other, that we don't realize that we that we're human, you know that the human race matters. Um, th- they'll continue to to create and push this d- divisive uh, mentality because they know it works. Right. It's like taking a you know. It's like taking a cage full of, uh, I don't know, mice, and you pick it up and you just shake it up, yeah. you know, or yeah. something like that. And yeah. You see what happens. They, they all get angry on the inside, you know. Yeah, that's true. So, Thanks so much for calling, David. Yeah. All right, guys. All right. Hey, you know what? Here's a question. Let's open up the phone lines. 312-642-5600. 312-642-5600. Who won that debate? 
And don't just say Bayer, Bailey or Pritzker. Tell us why. Why do you think Bailey or Pritzker won the debate? Uh, that's 312-642-5600. All right, let's go to Phil. We're going to hold Phil over during the break, too. What, Phil, welcome b- to Black and Right. Before you say anything, Phil, I got something to say to you. I got to get something <laughs> off my chest. Oh, boy. You've been very disrespectful of late. You've been up on your uppity black high horse oh, to try to tell me that someone's not intellectual for not following your narrative. That's that's typical of the left. If I don't be- feed into what you say and what you believe, you're not intellectual. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Because because you try to equivocate a pedophile with any other crime. Wait, the who, crime, wait, who's a pedophile? The Michael Jackson. He's I, never I, proven to I, be a pedophile. No, the bottom line is I don't I don't I don't recite that man's name anymore. It's been proven that he was he was a pedophile. It, it's never been proven. And for you to sit there and try to put what his crime in league with any other crime, like you're minimizing, you're minimizing what he did. And I'm I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you, Phil, that's truly, truly disrespectful because the robbing of the innocence of children is the worst crime on the planet. It's worse than murder to me. It's worse than murder. Because those people, those kids have to go through their whole life from a kid to an adult damaged. And they go through so much, Phil. Okay. And, and Phil, guess what? We got to go to break. I want you to hold, and I'm going to give you ample time to tell us how do white li- why, how your question was how do white lives matter? And I'll give you time to, to respond to Valon's... Um, Beat down. Lisi, look at him. He's, he's fired up too over here, Phil. I ain't have enough <laughs> he's time. He's I, I didn't have chill. enough time. I'm, I mean, I'm going to let y'all go back and forth. All right, when we get back from the break. You listen to the Black and White Radio on AM560 The Answer. More from Phil and How Do White Lives Matter. Give us a call. Who won the debate? 312 642 5600. We'll be right back. Let's get it to him, baby girl. Hey. Black and right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the Troublemaker. Uh, before we go to Phil, I want to play something. Um, I thought it was a, a succinct, simple, to the point answer. By Kanye West. So the answer to why I wrote White Lives Matter on a shirt is because they do. It's the obvious thing. Phil? Wait. But, but, no, but, no, 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 no. I told Phil Gagel first. Phil? Phil, you there? Yes. Yeah, go ahead. Yes, that's 100% correct. And that's the point is that you don't really have, why do you have to say that? Why does that have to be put on a T-shirt? Why does that have to be illustrated or over-illustrated or highlighted? That's, that's not even the point. And see, what I've been hearing from you this morning is that human race matters or all lives matter. That's right. Right? There are ways to go out and put on a T-shirt and with him and, and this other system to put on a, a T-shirt of uh, uh, white lives matter after these two individuals, not single-handedly, but were uh, um, uh, 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 an asset into killing Black Lives Matter. Now, Black Lives Matter was just not a black organization in the United States of America. Black Lives Matter was a a, 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 a combination of a lot of different races, ethnicities, and, and, and so forth and so on, and it was around the world. It was around the world. It was just not in the United States. So for, and again, this way this thing works with White Lives Matter, 
It is a worldwide phenomenon. White lives matter all over the world, even in points of Africa. And let me say this real quick. I wanted to dedicate this little portion to um, northern Kenya, where they're suffering this very serious uh, drought in northern Kenya. Yeah. So let's throw out some prayers for, for those people in northern Kenya. Yeah. But as far as, and again, you got this brother named Dave going to come on and ask me to go into Greenwood. What a black lives, what a white lives don't matter T-shirt. He's just setting me up for violence. Verlon gets up morning, and he's 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 angry and 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 venomous and all these different things towards me when he has no problem and others have no problem with saying that I'm so full of hate. Well, you know what, Phil? No, no. Since you since you want to address me, and that that was going to be my second point. Number one. You minimize pedophilia, so that that lets me know that you're all in with the left on maps, oh well, minor attracted people. So, but but I'm a, but I'm gonna address your racism. I learned about people like you back in the '80s from David Duke. You ain't nothing but a black David Duke. Your thinly your thinly veiled racism sounds nice on uh, on the surface. Like I said, when I was 14 and I used to look at David Duke on TV, I was like, well, that, if I was a white guy, I would talk like him. But as I grew up and I evolved. Something that you haven't done, Mr. Intellectual. I found out no matter what kind of racism it is, no matter polite, no matter thinly veiled, it's still racism. Yep. And you're on a road, you're on a road to nowhere, Phil. You are, not me. All right, let him respond. Phil. Can I reply. Go ahead. Yeah, I, all I did was mention Michael Jackson and told Verlon to beat it with all of his nonsense. Yeah. Like I'm telling him that, just beat it with all that nonsense. I'm missing Michael Jackson in that in that way, and now he's talking about I'm in some type of uh, with, with pedophilia. Yeah. How do you even come to that? I come to that because that man's name shouldn't be acknowledged. Okay, Vilan, wait, wait, wait Vilan, Vilan, Michael supports pedophilia. Is that what you're trying to say? What you say? Okay, you guys Everybody are don't. All right, time out, time, time out, both of you, time out. <laughs> it's never been proven that Michael Jackson was a pedophile. Never been proven. That's never been proven. What so you can't what, say that. What Phil Wait, hold did. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, I got to guess. Phil, can you call back on the third hour? Because I, I, I want to continue this conversation. But I got a guess yeah, that I got to yeah. bring onto the show. I really do want to, because I want you guys to go back and forth. Because Valon, he hasn't gotten it all out of his system yet. So, I want you to call back, Phil, in the third hour, and we can finish this discussion, okay? All right, my friend. All right, take care. You know, let's pivot real quick, Valon. Um... As you know, there's a bill out there uh, in the Senate that that wants. I talk, we talked about this. I don't know if it's with you when, when I filled in on the Sean Thompson show about the antitrust. Um, there's an antitrust bill that uh, Amy Klobuchar ha- has filed, and when you look at what's happening with with big tech and how they're basically controlling, as you know, I, I, I feel some kind of way because I no longer have my YouTube channel, so I've been affected by this. I, I've been affected by it through social media and all my, my Facebook page. So my good friend, Jim Faf, um, introduced me to a group of people and I, I I'm a huge fan. Um, uh, I hope, I hope I don't, don't, don't show my, my fanboy here. Um, but Hannah Cox, she's a libertarian conservative writer and activist. She's, uh, also a former content manager and brand ambassador for the foundation for economic education, host of the show rig and host of the podcast based. Hannah Cox, thank you so much for joining me on Black and Right Radio because I really think that this is an important issue that we're going to be talking about as it relates to antitrust issues. Well, thanks so much for having me. It's great to be with you. And, and yeah, I do think this bill is, is kind of a sleeper bill that a lot of America 
isn't really paying attention to yet. Antitrust isn't always like the sexy headline grabber, but it's one of those issues that actually has major implications on all of our lives, on our economy. And Phil from Klobuchar is is really quite the poison pill. You know, I'm with you. I've had some issues with social media myself. I'm a libertarian conservative online, so obviously, you know, I've been throttled. I've had things taken down. That's really infuriating. But the thing with this bill is it would actually do nothing to address those issues. Um, instead... What it would actually do is it, you know, this is what they do. They come in and say, oh, you're mad about this thing. Here's this bill. And then it often doesn't actually address what they say it addresses. Um, What she's actually trying to do with this bill is get rid of something called the consumer welfare standard. Okay. And that's basic legal precedent that got established by conservative scholars back in the 1980s. And what they said is that in order for the government to use antitrust against a, a sector or an industry or a business, they have to first be able to show three things. One is that the business is actually a monopoly, which it, that's very, very rare that you find that. And then secondarily, uh, that the business has used that monopoly power. And thirdly, that it's used it in a way that hurts consumers. And so basically they say, you know, if it's not hurting consumers, we shouldn't get involved. Amy Klobuchar's bill comes in and turns that on its head and basically would move us to a standard that looks like Europe, where you see things like Google getting fined because they rank their own products first in yeah. search results. <laughs> of course. Yeah, so, so that's really the gist of it. it. It really has nothing to do with the content moderation choices yeah. of tech. Obviously, antitrust is a hammer, you right. know, so if you're mad at big tech, I can understand why people might want to be punitive towards it. But the, the problem with that, of course, is that you open the door for this to be used against all kinds of other industries. And ultimately, it just empowers the unelected bureaucrats in the Department of Justice and the FTC to have a lot more power over the free market. And I think that no matter what we think about social media companies, I think we can agree they'd be worse if the government was running that. <laughs> that is so true. And I want to hold you over for the break because and, and what, what you see is Republicans, because they're so adamant about, you know, Section 230 and going after them in that avenue, um, they're trying to throw a little poison in there to, to bring you over. Uh, you know, it may look like food, but it's poison so that so that mm-hmm. the Republicans can come on and, and vote for this bill. Um, should it should it um, come up for a vote? Right. And isn't that the issue? That's definitely the issue. You know, right now, the, the Democrats really couldn't get something through, certainly not a bill of this magnitude without support from Republicans. And so, unfortunately, we do see a number of Republicans who have actually co-signed this legislation. And there are concerns if it gets to the Senate floor, it actually could pass. And I think, ultimately, that means we'd have higher prices and, and worse options as consumers. Okay. Heather, we're talking with Heather Cox, uh, host of the show Rig and host of the podcast Based. Um, she's been before Congress. She's on Fox Business. She's one on the Young Turks and Newsmax. Uh, more with Heather Cox when we get back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, joined by my friend, the troublemaker, who's still a little upset um, <laughs> with uh, our, our buddy Phil. Uh, Hannah, um, we, we were talking with Hannah, Hannah Cox before the break. Uh, Hannah, I don't know if you were on the line and you heard that conversation, but that, we uh, here on this show... We, we really push out the hypocrisy that comes from the left, especially as it deals with race issues and things of that nature. So we, 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 we have no no um, no we have no problem going after the left when it comes to their hypocrisy. <laughs> well, I think it's important to be consistent. And, you know, that's something that at base politics we work really hard to try to do. And I think so often you see people kind of get in these tribes on both the right and the left and, right. and it kind of. 
you know, they quit thinking for themselves. They don't apply logic, and they kind of just go with where the party goes. And I think it can end you in some pretty rough spots. Yeah, and I, and I think that's what one of the, one of the things this bill does. Because, I mean, you, you talked about can you imagine government in control? Uh, should this bill pass, this then be it moves beyond the tech companies. Um, it, it can go outside and go against um, a companies that are government. Let's let's, let's say a, 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 a AOC doesn't like a company, right? Can't they then use this bill against them, against the ESG, Environmental, Social, and Governance Standards? Yes, it makes it a lot easier for them to do that. And again, you know, just to remind people on the right who this bill empowers, it's kind of ghastly. If you think about the record of the Department of Justice over the past year, you know, they labeled parents at school board meetings as, as terrorists, as domestic terrorists, yeah. or just basically opening for their kids, having their kids' schools reopen. And so, um, and that's just the tip of the iceberg from what we've seen from them lately. There's a lot of corruption in the DOJ. Um, we've seen a lot of politicization and, and, and seeing them use their power as a weapon against everyday Americans. So I think that should really concern people that this bill would give that same institution so much more power over private industry. Um, and then on the other side, you know, empowering the FTC, it's, it's currently run by Lena Khan, who is an out-and-out socialist, and, and this wow. is someone who really hates the free market, hates private business. Um, and so that's what this bill does, is it gives these bureaucrats a ton of power. We, of course, have, you know, no oversight over elected bureaucrats. We as voters can't come in and vote them out or really have a check and balance on that power. And so it's just a very short-sighted initiative, I think, by many on the right supporting it. And then I think people on the left who are supporting it, they know exactly what they're doing, right? And, and they're using tech as sort of um, their their scapegoat to try to get this thing done because they know that consumers are not happy with big tech. But yeah, as you said, it could definitely impact many other businesses as well. So both sides is, is conspiring, uh, conspiring to, to take down uh, uh, corporations through this bill. Yeah, that's right. And and I think, you know, again, you have the issues on the right, of course, which we've discussed with, with how tech has been moderating right. their content, how it can disfavor people on the right. But it's important to keep in mind that the goals of the people on the left is to make social media companies have to moderate more, right? right. They, they want yes. to down on what they think is disinformation. And I think that that's, that's clearly what their end goal is here. You know, if you give the FTC and Department of Justice the power to come in and say, you moderate content like this, you block disinformation, this category, or we're going to apply antitrust against you. Yeah. That's, that's a very powerful weapon to use against companies. And, of course, you're going to end up seeing these companies mostly fall in line and do what the government's telling them to. And so you will end up de facto having the government run these companies uh, at the end of the day. And that's, that's a huge concern. That's, that's the opposite of capitalism. Um, it's, it's a very short-sighted idea and definitely not something that anybody who claims to believe in limited government, individual <laughs> liberty, and free markets should should be behind. Yeah. And, and I know Todd Young, the, the, the senator from India, my show reaches all 50 states and you know especially in the midwest areas i have a very strong following in the midwest area um who are some of these senators who are looking to support this bill and and, and how do we get the pre- put the pressure on them to to really look into what this bill is and not just vote for it yeah i think we really need to have um people start contacting some of these guys and making sure they understand this is not what we want to see you've got people like republicans josh hawley is on this bill you know he's a midwestern senator you've got people like chuck grassley on this bill um you've got senator kennedy out of louisiana on this bill and so there's a number of republicans um that i think need to hear from the general population on this and, and hear that there there are better ways to address what's going on with big tech and content moderation than this this is not the answer um what we need to be doing is going 
after the government because they've often violated the free speech rights of these companies by putting their thumb on the scale and telling them what to moderate and what to block. And I think there should be, you know, actions directed in that way. That would be a better effort for Republicans to focus on than this. And and, and really quickly, we got to go to break. Um, I want to thank you for joining us. But how can people get involved and, and understand and get a true understanding of just how detrimental this bill will be to our country? Well, we've covered this really extensively at my company, which is base-politics.com. There's a lot of good materials, both videos and articles that people can dig into. And I encourage them to do that because this is one of many antitrust bills right now, right? It's the, it's the one we're most concerned about, but, but there's a number of others. And this is, again, something that the left and right are continuing to team up on. So people need to make sure they inform themselves, um, read up, and then contact their lawmakers and let them know this is not the kind of action we want to see. Hannah Cox, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I'd love to have you back on, on at some uh, future point. Um, I mean, your, your knowledge of these issues is just astounding. Well, thanks for having me at any time. All right. Hannah Cox, thanks so much. Um, you listening to Black and White Radio. Valon is still pumped up. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back. To Black and Right Radio on AM five sixty The Answer. I'm your host John Anthony. You know I wanted I, I didn't acknowledge him. We got Repeat on the boards today. I love when Repeat comes in. He's, I'm telling you, he's one of the the best technical producers we have here in this station. Uh, repeat. You know we always enjoy you, me and the Troublemaker. So glad to have you in. Um, but you know what? I second that. You know I, I really. I mean I, I don't think people really understand that issue that Hannah Cox was just talking about. Um, because imagine a government stepping in and taking over complete control. And, and you know, I do believe Google is, is, is a monopoly. <laughs> I mean, is it, is it Google that owns YouTube? Is that it? Google owns YouTube. I mean, you look at Amazon. I mean, they're all taking up and buying up all their competitors. Well, that's, well that's true. But I'm still of the mindset of leave business alone. Yeah. Competition. I mean, they... They have competition, e- yeah. even if it's with each other. Leave business alone. But what what she mentions his name, Josh Hawley, and other conservatives want to do, they want to punish the the businesses like Google and and the people who and Facebook and the people who've been censoring us for the for these years. Yeah. But that's not the way to go about it. You don't think. Well, so how? What do you think? How do you do it? You don't. You leave it alone. You let. So it, so you allow Facebook, YouTube. Twitter to continue to shut down uh, presidents of the United States of America, but keep terrorists still on their on their page, Facebook pages. Government, and, and their, oh, man. Governments stay out of the way. The best way to change these businesses, but mindset, harm there. But the the best way to change these businesses' mindset is for the people to show them okay. we're not going to stand for. But, but, but how are you going to do that when they're shutting down the people? Okay, I mean, don't I, use it. Don't use it. I said that. I think I said that when you, you uh, when we were hosting the other day yeah. on Sean's show. Don't use it. But 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 that's cowering. That's that's going and running into a hole and not fighting back because they're using a section, section two thirty, um, um, in my opinion, in ways that they that it wasn't intended when the law was passed. People not because you remember you remember what this was all about, right? I remember. You remember was this like? was about people posting videos of terrorists on the, yeah. on, 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 you know, killing, chopping people head off, and disinformation and things of that nature. Well, it wasn't just that. It started. It with was, the, I said it was one of the reasons. Oh well, yeah, but it, the the real reason why uh, this is um, assault on people's speech happened was because of the Russian collusion and those top guys. 
Twitter. Well, Section 230 was before that, though. And, and people being dragged, but they start implementing what they were doing. Because, no, that, remember, they were afraid that they would be sued because of the content that people post on on their, on their sites. Well, they, they, they are literally shutting... They're not shutting the left down. They got dragged in front of Congress, and they put the fear of God and, and, in these and nothing people. changed. That's what happened. It got worse after that. It got worse after that. Yeah, the way they we shut see down it. a sitting president of the United States of America, but Khomeini, who's called for the death of America and death of Americans, is yet still on there. Yeah, the way we see it, it's worse. They don't see it that way. Oh my God! Hour two coming up next. He's gonna give me a headache today. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Yeah, coming in hot, just like the fajita. I write what I live, my life in the speaker. I'm nice with the flow, just like the. Welcome back, hour two of Black and Right Radio on AM five six. The answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Um, Pistol Pete, repeat, Villan. I got some unfortunate news about the show. Yeah, I do. We're losing. An hour. Come November. Somebody's bought the 12 o'clock hour. I knew oh this. Oh, my God. Yeah. I knew this going in when I got the third hour that at any point somebody can come in and buy the, 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 the first hour. I'm going back to one to three. I'm a little disappointed, but I'm okay. We'll get through it. This is one of the reasons why I need sponsors to help me continue to maintain so nobody can ever buy that hour for back for me. That as long as I'm bringing in more sponsors, I'll have that third hour. It pains me. It hurts my heart because I loved doing the three hours because we always ran out of time. Right, Vlon? Yeah. And we're really going to run out of time for two hours. But guess what? You're still the hottest show on the weekend, so it doesn't matter. But I got to say something. Go ahead. I've come to the conclusion that it feels just ignorant. Oh. <laughs> and no matter how many times you text me. Is that me, because of the text he just said? He keeps sending texts. But you know what? It doesn't matter how many times you text, Phil. I'm going to get the last word because I'm on radio. You can say that I'm full of conspiracy theories. You can say that I'm not wise. I'm not intelligent. Um, I wouldn't just go because, Just because I can speak. You know, I can speak and you can't without stuttering. But you're ignorant, Phil, and that's why Sean Thompson coined you best. A step and fetch. You, oh, you, now you, you just do, shot fired on him you right there. You do not know how to respond to that because if you know what a step and fetch is, you will realize you are a joke. Oh, And all you Ta-da! do is... You're a Democrat. And all he you is. do is carry water for the Democrats. No matter how, how you think of yourself as an independent, you're not this party, you're not that party, but you vote Democrat. So you're ignorant. Ooh. You're not intelligent. Phil. That's right. And like, that, I told you, I, like I told you before, and we haven't talked in about a week, you couldn't get first base 
you couldn't get to first base with me when it comes to United States history or world history. All you know is bits and pieces of black history. So you can call in back in the third hour if you want to, if you want to go toe to toe with me. I mean, you can, go, you can call whenever you want, Phil. Yeah. Matter of fact, you don't have to wait till the third hour. You can call in whenever you want. Yeah. I'm sure he's going to call in back in because of that comment. I mean, you just you just call Phil. He going to sit. He going to sit here and tell me stick a pin in it. I got the last word, fool. Dumbass. <laughs> Let's go to Mike from the South Side. What's up, Mike? How you doing, buddy? Hey, how's it going, guys? You got it. I'm a regular caller in of uh, Sean Thompson. I'm surprised he's still on the radio, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Hey, but anyway, I, your call screener, I, I, I told him, I said that we're actually winning the information war. And getting banned from YouTube is kind of a, a badge of honor. Oh, it is. no, I, and, I definitely carry it as a badge. Well, and, and if you look at it, if you look at all the alternate means of, uh, I call them alternate frequencies, now it's like it's taken off. Everybody's going over to BitChute, Rumble. Yep. American Media Periscope, you got True Social. So right now, all of these people who control it, they're running scared. That's true. I mean, look at Facebook. Facebook's done. Yeah. And, you know, and people think that Zuckerberg created Facebook when, when we all know it came out of DARPA. <laughs> so, so we're actually, we're winning the war. And, you know, and I look at the very first guys who were banned, you know, like Alex Jones. He was kind of the first guy who was out there. Yes, he was. And then you had... Uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but you remember the doctor of common sense? He was a black guy with the mirror sunglasses. Wait, who's that? I don't. Who? He, he was. He was called the doctor of common sense. He was on YouTube, and he got banned. I want to say two or three years ago, and he was just a who. <laughs> yeah, when he was just he was just a common sense guy. Like, come on, yeah. You know, it, it's it's sort of like you know people are getting up. I mean, all Kanye West is saying is he would think differently, think outside the box. That's it. Like when he was talking about the plantation, he was he was saying, "Hey, don't do this herd mentality. We can think for yourself." Right, and and that's that's what we we push out from this show um, every week. You know, the group think it don't work with us, right, Vlad? No, it doesn't work with me. I push back. I've been pushing back my whole life. I, if I see it, I call it. Yeah. You know, I call racism all the time. I don't care how many of my friends, family, gang up on me. I'm going to push back. And they've gotten used to it, so now they don't come at me with it. Yeah, I agree. Thanks so much for calling. And, Mike, thank you so much for listening, too, because, you know, I really appreciate it. Because, you know, it's – it's. I don't think Mike has ever called the show now. No, I, no, I haven't heard Mike, him call. I thought it was Mike Marsh from the South Side. Keep calling. Yeah, exactly. Um, but Phil hasn't called back. Yet. Oh, he's on. He's on a pistol piece on the phone with somebody. Well, okay, we shall know. see. Hey, but you know, let's let's go really quick. Let's go back to the Darren Bailey and Pritzker debate. Okay. I, I I thought I love when Darren Bailey had this to say. Darren Bailey is a hypocrite. On wait, the, no, no, no. Here I may here. seem a little different than some of you. I got a downstate twang, and, and sometimes I, I get a little too passionate about what's going on in this state. But this man is dangerous. Where's the lie? It's not. And I find him refreshing. He's a common man. Yeah. He's coming. He's not one of these. Now, listen, I'm not going to be like Phil and talk about somebody's intelligence. I don't know what his intellectual status is, if he went to college or whatever. Who, who, J.B. Pritzker? No. Oh. I'm talking about uh, uh, Darren, Darren Bailey. I don't know. Okay. But the intellectuals, the elite, like J.B. Pritzker and others, Lori Lightfoot and all the rest of them, they think they're better than you. They think they rule you. Darren Bailey doesn't think like that. He doesn't come off that way. He's a guy. I shook his hand. I've spoken to him. He's a guy. Once you shake his hand, once you talk to him, you know he's he's you. 
He's one of us. Yeah, and he has to win. Yeah, he has to. I mean, come on. Common sense has to be returned to Illinois. Right. And and the way it does is if we vote for Dan Bailey for governor, Thomas DeVore for AG, Mark Kern. I got to keep saying it. Mark Kern for the Supreme Court. Michael Burke for the Supreme Court. Kathy Sowie for U.S. Senate. uh, Tom Dimmer. um, Dan Brady for Secretary of State. I believe Tom Dimmer is running for treasurer. And um, Sean Caston? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm, Sean Caston. Wait, wait. Who's the who's the uh, dude? You know, Keith Peacock. Oh, we, that's the one. That's, yeah, Congress, man. We got to in the six. We got to get Keith. He's the mayor of uh, Orland Park. That's who we got to get in there. You know, and, <clears throat> I, I, I got to keep you on your toes. Yeah, what's that? I got to keep you on your toes. Wait, let, let's go to this call first. Uh, first time call the tax doctor. Welcome to the Black and Right Show. Hi, how you doing? Hey, I'm I, I heard about I, I heard about you, and so I thought I'd come in uh-huh. and let your listeners know that on the ballot is Amendment One. Yes, the Workers' Rights Amendment, which is dangerous to our state, and this thing will cause us to lose our rights, and the legislators will lose all of their rights to deal with our labor policy. Yeah. And we take the position that uh, labor policy should be in the law and not the Constitution. And if you notice, we have a serious problem with our pension because it's codified into the Constitution. Correct. And there's going to be a big meeting tomorrow at 3.30 at Reverend Miller's Church, 2622 West Jackson, so we can discuss Amendment 1. We need people to vote no, vote no, vote no on Amendment One. Yeah, and and you heard that during the the, the debate. What, were, what was your thought about um, Prisker basically saying it's it's needed? Well, I think I think he's lying. Yeah, because when you look at the fact that the Wall Street Journal said when it comes to labor policy in this state. For federal workers, they got the federal laws. When it comes to the workers under the state, they have all kinds of laws that protect their interests. Right. And Amendment 1 only referred to 12% of the government workers. And you're only talking about uh, the state and the municipalities and local government. 12% folks. Wow. The other... 80-some percent out of the private sector. So we don't let 12% hold us hostage? I don't think so. Yeah, and what can people what can people find that information about what the event you guys have tomorrow? Uh, I'm putting it out there again. Uh, tomorrow, 3.30, Reverend Miller's Church, 2622 West Jackson. People need to, they need to have their hall packed. So they can hear both sides, but keep in mind, you better vote no, you better vote no. And, and tax doctor, thank you. Tax yes, doctor, are you, are you black? Uh, yes, I am. <laughs> and, and, and it's what I find, and the reason why I, I, I pose that question is, I find it um, just refreshing to hear more people who are black come out against, uh, especially issues like this, that will affect black people. In ways that they don't really understand, and and, and that's the problem. Yeah, real quick, they we got ten seconds. They, real quick. they don't understand this. Yeah, they really don't. Yeah. 
text, doctor. Thank you and so that's much. Why, that's why I say we need to do away with property taxes. Yeah, we had quickly, we quickly. We need to catch these 7,000, use the 7,000 to yeah. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony uh, on AM 560. The answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM 560. The answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio. Um, you know, it's funny. What's so fun? What's funny is, you know, Valon, you want wait, you wanted you wanted to say something real quick. I'm sorry. Yes. I want to apologize to everybody for even mentioning that low life's name, Sean Caston. I don't know why he was <laughs> top of mind. You know, Phil, hey, oh, come on. Uh, Phil has don't me, use the leftist terminology. I, I'm sorry, Phil has me uh come on, man. pissed. So yeah. uh, hey. but who, who who I was supposed to say was Mark oh. Mark Curran. Oh. That's the guy. That's uh, that's the guy that should win. Okay. Yeah. Let's I, go to Don. She's been holding a while. Don, welcome to Black and Right. Hi, good afternoon, guys. How are you doing? Doing well. Uh, Darren Bailey had brought up some failed reading stats, and Governor Pritzker said they were fake and publicized by a circus publication. Yeah. So what's confusing to me, so instead of... He called them carnival barkers, don't forget. Well, well, instead of saying they're fake, what are the reading and math proficiency stats in Illinois? So you're telling me that as governor, you don't know the own math and reading stats for the students of Illinois? And it's public information. According to the Illinois State Board of Education for 2019, only 15% of black eighth graders met or exceeded reading proficiency. So by him not having the honesty to admit the stats, you know what that tells me? That black lives don't matter. Yeah. He doesn't care. Yeah. It, so it votes. It, it, wait, wait, Don. Don, it, it matters when they vote. That's it. It what only matters done? when they vote. That's it. That's Tell the only me time. What has he done for black voters? And I'll, here's what he, here's what he's going to do. He's going to do nothing but protect the failing schools. He's going to cushion the adults and throw your kids under the bus. Yeah. So if you want more of the same, you want more of the same failure. Keep voting him in. But in my opinion, it's not what they say that matters. It's what have you done to show me that Black Lives Matter? Not what what you say. Right. Because what you say means nothing. That's true. Show me what you have done. That's true. And I, that goes for Phil. Why in the world do you keep voting these same people in? Yeah. Unless you're a puppet. Hey, Phil's a little confused though. So you know, we 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 know Phil's a little confused, <laughs> Don. And Don, you know what? What I love about you, you always come with the facts and the figures. You know, and and JB, I mean, he couldn't even give us facts and figures about the science he followed. You know, what science he followed during the last two and a half years? He he didn't give us that information. Well, his body language, the way he kept you know looking down. And whatever he's writing, to me, that shows more than anything that he yeah. can. He has nothing to come to defend. Here's why you should vote me back in, and here right. why you should keep me in office. I agree. There's well, you, nothing for him to well, say. Well, Don, you have to understand. People like Phil. He's the typical black person. You know, as long as money's shoveled you know what, around though? to Let certain programs. You what's no. up? Hold on, hold on. My parents. I grew up in a very pro-union home. Very, very pro-union. And they, I'd never known them to vote for a Democrat. I did not grow up that way. Okay, just because you're a color or whatever it is, that doesn't mean you become a puppet. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you got to understand there's a lot of black people that feel like government should be funding everything. And that's what I mean by Phil being a typical black person. As long as this governor is shoveling money around to different programs and projects, they're happy with that. Because that means they're getting some kind of reparations in their mind. 
That's what I'm saying. Education is the key. If we want these kids out, they need to have a good education. They need to have trade schools. And that's not going to happen because all he does is kowtow to the teachers union. Yeah. And and Don, one of the things I love about my pastor, I mean, there's a plan to, to bring trade schools back. Um, he, he's going to bring it through Grace Association. So I, I hope you will be on the lookout for that because when we got rid of trade schools in the prisons and things of that nature, I think it, 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 it really did a lot of damage um, because black people, they really got trades while they were in prison and now they can't get that. And black, brown, white, all, everybody got, you know, a, picked up a trade. I mean, you get a trade. I mean, you could feed your family for, for the rest of your life. I don't think either, absolutely. I don't, so think, much for calling I don't think either one of you caught me, caught that when I said typical black person. Remember when Obama said typical about re- Phil, rem- Remember when Obama said typical white person? Yeah, you didn't catch that. Yeah, but I, I did. I, and I was gonna. I had it in my mind to say I, there's nothing typical about Phil. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to Trish. Trish, welcome to Black and Right. Hi, I love your show. I love thank what you. you do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I lived in the South Suburbs, um, Cook County for 50 years and you know so I raised my kids there I was raised there and I just saw the the decline of it and what really bothered me is people would not invest in the south suburbs yep. business wise yep. and also white right near the end especially white the white left is destroying my old community and probably across the nation oh they are this white guilt and and I remember going into, so we're all programmed to look at each other sideways, black yeah. and white. And I remember like going into Aldi and we all strike up a conversation in line and black, white didn't matter. And it was, there's such joy in being free of those yeah. bondages. I agree. And if that, that's the thing that I think would, that's part, a big part of what would just cement us and bring back the Republic. And, yeah. oh. Well, that's, you know, if, if, you, if you listen to this show, you know, that's one of the things I push. And, you know, I, I get a lot of beef from it because, you know, you got these race hustlers, you got, you know, these shakedown artists who, you know, they make their living off, off, off racial division. As long as we have racial division, you know, they continue to get, you know, put food on their tables. And my thing is, I've seen it. I've been a part of it. I've watched them. I've, I've seen it throughout my life growing up in Chicago. You know, I, we got to get we got to get beyond looking at you know, defining people based upon the color of their skin. We have to get beyond that. And and that's what I try to do here every week. You do. And you do a great job. And we need to white and black people. We need to step out in faith that you're going to be received on what's the worst that could happen. Right. You know, either side is going to be, you know, they're going to be mad, but you got to take a chance. And I think that's building that would be really beneficial. I agree. Trish, thanks so much for calling us. We really appreciate it. Let's go to our buddy. He's called back. Phil from Blue Island. Uh, thanks, Tris. Uh, this little segment, um, Jesse Jackson, happy 81st birthday. Oh, birthday. yeah. I yeah. forgot it is his birthday. Um, um, you know, we're talking about race. And again, we, we talked about white lives matter and all lives matter and human rights matter. And But when it comes to black lives matter, it seems to be such a uh, such a problem when it's just said. You know, and, and if you really felt that way, like like our sister was just talking about, we need to come together. Well, it should be easy for all of us to just say, okay, white lives matter, black lives matter, Hispanic lives matter. What's your, what's wait, your, wait, 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 let him finish. I, I told him, hold on. You've had a lot of time to go off on him. Go ahead. 
what is the problem when it comes to Black Lives Matter? And if it's, Nothing. It's not, uh, what I wrote down here, this is not... Uh, and it, it talks about people on, on the left. This, this is all we got is racism. But which, what we also have is a history of racism, Jim Crow, redlining, banking, and public uh, accommodations, and, <laughs> and police brutality. And we have to go through a whole civil rights movement. Do we Just need the history lesson every single time it. you get on the phone? What do you want, Phil? That's my only question to people like you, Jesse Jackson, the race hustler, Al Sharpton, the poverty pimp, and everybody else that you want to look up to. What do you want? What will shut you up? Ooh, Vlad. Phil, answer the question. Uh, no, I'm not answering that question because it's a stupid question. Because uh, you are <laughs> you are them. They are you. Oh, wait, wait, wait. All right. Hold on. Let him talk. He's talking. Go ahead, Phil making is that we have to go through a whole civil rights movement in this country just to get civil rights. I mean, just, just imagine that for a minute. He can't answer the question. He's J.B. Prince. He said he's not answering it. Yeah, right, because he's J.B. Yeah. Hey, hey, Phil, 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 here's a question for you. Here's a question for you. Yes. Would Thank it have made you more upset if a white person came out and wore that shirt instead of Kanye and, and Candace? Oh, I have no problem with that. Like, 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 like I said, this is like, okay, when white folks say white power, I ain't got no problems you say, as long as I can equally say black power without you getting mad. Separate but equal. Separate but equal. That's what Phil wants. He wants to go back to segregation. Phil, you're not intellectual enough to answer my question. You don't know what you want. You just want to keep pushing a racist message. That's a loser message. That's a loser message for this country. Phil, you okay. can stuff it. You can stick it where the sun don't shine. That's what, what you can stick. Man, what you, you're entitled to Verlon. Verlon, first of all, this is this is not conducive for any race of people. I don't I don't you know, I don't want to be on here having a an argument with another black man. Oh man, but, but but yeah, but yeah, you do you do the exact thing that those dudes do that that I text you. You will get a black man off to his own and try to put him down and keep him down to put him in his place. You save that nonsense. Phil, hold the line. Save it. Phil, hold the line because I'm, I'm enjoying this. Uh, but Valon, I'm gonna do what I told Dan the other day. You may need to take a 120 life because I'm sure your blood pressure is probably rising on that. Phil, we'll, we'll take your we'll continue this conversation. Jan, hold the line. We'll be right back. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Just switch your attitude. Go ahead, level up yourself. This that different latitude. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on the M560 Answer. I'm your host, Sean Anthony. Um, I just gave the troublemaker a 120 life. Uh, we'll see you in about 10, 15 minutes, Valon, once it kicks in, you know, and um, you're not as, um, you know, animated. <laughs> you, you, you know, you just, you just unload it. You know, you know only other black people can take you there. I do this with my family. I do this with my friends. We all go from one to 10 real quick. Doesn't mean we're going to throw blows, but you know, even friends need a reality check. I I, mean, you know, friends and family, they need a reality check sometimes, even if they don't want to hear it. Yeah. But I, I really, I, I know Phil can, can take this Phil. I'm sure. Right. Right. Phil. Phil, you there? 
get it out of his system because it's yeah. not good for his health. So he just, whatever you need to say to me, and if you need to attack me in any kind of way, I'm going to sit here and take it. Call me Stephen, uh, Stephen Fetched. Well, you are. You are Stephen Fetch. You don't even know it. You don't even know you're Stephen well, Fetch. Well, explain to people what Stephen Fetch is, Vilan. It's nothing but a, 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 a so-called comedian. Maybe it, may, it, may, it was a stereotype of black people back in the day. But it is, it's a comedian. It's a joke. And he was a joke. And Phil is acting like a joke. That's what a step and fetch is. Phil didn't know that when when Sean Thompson called him a step and fetch. He thought it was something racist. What do you mean step and fetch? You telling me to step and fetch like a dog? That's what Phil thought. Right. But Phil didn't even understand what step and fetch was. Because most people on the left go directly to racism. You don't have to misrepresent what I what I thought or what I because you don't know. You don't know what hey, I hey, think. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You don't know what I hold think. On, hold on. Go ahead, Phil. Because all you ever say is step and fetch. You don't say step it and fetch it. And again, back in the 40s when that show was out, it was a very racist show. It was showing the very worst of black people. That's well, how you interpret it. That's how you interpret it. What, what, wasn't it a it was, show produced was, by black people, though? That put no, on no, black people? The show that was showing or, or putting... Oh, the Sambo. The Sambo type stuff you, you talk about. So that's what they were doing. That's what that show was about. Hey, Phil. So you I'll, can't blame... I, I, I want to pivot, though. I want to pivot because pivot Phil, I want to pivot because we were on here talking about, you know, Barack Obama. What has he done for the black community? I want you to hear what B- B- Barack has said he's done for the for the black community. And tell me if that was sufficient. Here we go. I, th- I think people um, want to know, like, what did you do? Specifically? And that's Charlemagne, the guy. He's on Charlemagne, Charlemagne's new show. And he's discussing what he's done for black people. Here it is. Specifically for black people, not the rising tide lifts all boats types of rhetoric. Because we all know black people's boat got a hole in it. So the systemic things that were done to black people to put. Okay, see, see that, see that narrative. The black people, my, my boat don't have a hole in it. Valana, does your boat have a hole in it? See Hell they, no. You see how they speak for? You see how they speak for the totality of black people? You know, I, I mean, that's the feel. I think that's the stuff. That's the type of stuff that Valana is trying to say. Is, is that, is oh, that yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Here we go. In these positions, we need specific systemic things to get us out. So, well, but what, but what, 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 what I'm saying, Charlemagne, is black poverty dropped faster than everybody else. Black incomes went up more. Nothing he controls than a lot of other folks. So, you know, the issue is sometimes we just didn't go around advertising that oh, because God. once again. The goal here is to build coalitions where everybody is getting something so that they all feel like they've got a stake in it. Um, But a lot of my policies were targeted towards people most in need. Those folks are disproportionately African-American. That's a lie. That's a lie. It was all lies. So, Phil, your thoughts. Was that enough? Well... Again, in that little snippet, he wasn't able to, uh, you know, you know, say everything, every policy, every initiative that he put in place and so forth and so on. So I don't think that's fair. Second of all, yeah, I, I think what he did say, which is significant, is that those who are in the most need should get the most help. And he said proportionately, the ones who are in the most need in the United States are not are black people, not, not the only ones okay, Phil, doing the most. Phil. Yeah. You do realize there are more white people that are on <laughs> welfare than it is black people, correct? That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. But they don't never criticize 
and go after the poor whites that are accepting the majority of the welfare. They always point to the few blacks in this country that. But who's the he? Who's the they? It's it's the left. It's the mainstream. It's the left. The left. Starts, listen, the media on the left and the left, the, the the progressives, they're the most racist people we have in America. And guess what? They think they know what's better for us. We don't know how to use computers. We don't know how to go vote. We don't know how to get an ID. I mean, I mean, does that make you feel some kind of way that the left continues to tell you what you can't do, who you can't be? When will uh, we I'm push hearing- back against that message? I'm hearing you say it right now on a predominantly conservative white radio station, right? Mm-hmm. And they're hearing you say it, and they're giving it more credibility because you're a black man, and they give Verlon a whole lot of credibility to what he says because he's a black man. Well, he's but then blackish. He's black. Wait a minute. Well, okay. Me being a black man, and I say something to the contrary, and then it's like I'm a step and fetcher all of a sudden. Well, that's Verlon. Really? Verlon called you step and fetcher. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> perception that a lot of the white listeners are going to accept. Yeah. Phil, we got to go to break, but as always, we, I, I definitely enjoy our conversations, and you have a line when at, at it today. Jan, Mark, and Warren. Warren, I'm going to come back straight to you, Warren, and then Jan, and then Mark. We'll be right back. Thanks so much for joining us, Phil. We now return to Black and Right on AM560. The answer. Here's John Anthony. Who's that, Vlad? Oh, sorry, Vlad. Sorry, Vlad. Sorry, Vlad. Marvin Gaye. That's Marvin Gaye. You got stomped. Mud hole stomped in here. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560. The answer. Vlad and Phil are troubled men today. I got to say something. Phil, you were wrong again. Step and Fetch was created by a black man. He was a Jamaican and whatever else he was mixed with. And well, 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 his name was, I mean, he had a lot of names. Lincoln, Theodore, Monroe. Andrew Perry, Blakemore from uh, on on um, Rum- the Rumble Channel, he said he was uh, better known by the stage name Stephen Fetchett was an American vaudevillian comedian and film actor of Jamaican and Bob. Bahamian um, ancestry, so, and and all it is. So he created the show. Yes, which is all, what I said. And all it is is a stereotype of black people, just like every other comedian stereotypes everybody, just like black exploitation films too. Yes. Okay. This stereotype. Right, let's go to the phone lines. Warren from Naperville. He's an immigrant of Africa. Thanks so much for calling in, Warren. Yes, uh, I'm an immigrant uh, of African extraction. And uh, when I got here about 25 odd years ago, I didn't quite understand black people here. I could see all the material wealth that everybody from all over the world was coming to have. And they were achieving it. So it took... Um, need to have kids here who, uh, as they grew up and they started interacting with African-Americans from here to start explaining some of the things that's going on uh, in those families. Yeah. Um, n- n- uh, in the entire world, recent world, uh, recent world history, not a specific people besides African-Americans have gone through what uh, African-Americans here have gone through. Right. So that gives them a warped sense of uh, reality. Mm. It's not their fault, by and large. Yeah. So, so, so uh, whilst I like some of the prescriptions you give, uh, blatant uh, criticism without offering a practical, practical solution uh, won't help. Mm. Uh, most African-Americans would just tune you off. 
Uh, the white community will cheer you on because it lessens their guilt. So that's fine. I mean, that, that that's not fine, too. I think there should be a United States-specific program aimed at African-Americans because what they have gone through, nobody else has. An Indian, a lot of Indian friends, within 10, 15 years, they're living in the best neighborhood, Nigerian, South African, Zimbabwean, uh, Ugandan, all these people. They come here, they figure it out, and they're on, off to the races. Yeah. But it's, it's very sad um, that our African-American brothers and sisters... Hey, Warren. Uh, I, I'm, uh, hey, Warren. Go ahead. Here, here's the uh-huh. deal, though. Here's the deal. And this is, this is probably where I differ. That was our forefathers. They've had to endure so much. Even even my grandmother, I mean, and things of that nature, when they had to deal with um, Jim Crow laws. When you look at what we've had to go through, what my kids will have to go through, they will never feel the the pains or the effects of slavery because I've chosen to make sure they don't ever feel or have to endure what slavery costs to black people. You know, and and and. I think sometimes I say, when do we, when do, when, when do we as black people get to a point where we understand the power that lies within us to change the trajectory or to change our lives and not worry about who can stop us, what white person can stop us? Because I'm going to tell you, a white person cannot stop me. A black person cannot stop me. An Asian person cannot stop me from, from climbing the heights of success. You know, okay. you know, you know the biggest person who stops me, me. Yeah, but, but listen, uh, you're emancipated in the mind. We have an African saying that you know, dog puppies, they don't open all their, they, all of them don't open their eyes on the same day. So you're you're ahead of the curve, but there's a reason why there's a lot of you who are behind the curve. Uh, talk about yeah, uh, you didn't experience Jim Crow. That's fine. But if you look at, say, Johnson, uh, Lyndon Johnson in the 60s, the, uh, uh, trying to eradicate poverty, what that did is they aid, tried to aid the black family. It drove the men out of the homes because the women could only get the aid if, uh, by and large, if uh, they were single yeah. or they were very poor. Or the, so, so the policies that, that, that have been uh, tried to improve the black lot some they've helped a bit, but by and large they have they've they've, they've crippled that community. Yeah. So because if if you if you're looking at a situation where almost all the kids don't have fathers in their homes, it, 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 so so what can we do there? How can we uh, enact policies or laws that try to keep fathers in their own homes? They don't know how to be fathers. Yeah. I just don't think I just don't think we got to go. I just don't Thanks think so more programs more. or more government is going to solve the problem of what's going on in the black family. I, I just think they, they started the problem and they cannot be the one to finish the problem. It right. has to be us. All right. Let's go back to the phone line. Jan from Hoffman Estates. Welcome to Black and Right. Hey, yeah, listen, Thanks you for guys are not going to solve the world's problems today. But the fact is, white people and black people have to stop being victims. You can actually do, I raised three daughters, and I never, they could do anything that they wanted to do, but they had to put across the effort. This is just getting ridiculous. They have used the black people. Black Lives Matter has used the black people to push a false narrative about the police, about racism, everything else. I worked for the post office for 45 years. 
we have black Haitians, Asians. We all got along. There is no, there is no problem on the streets walking around with different nationalities. But the media keeps trying to keep an infestation going with racism. Yeah. And it's a bunch of crap. I agree. It's a bunch of crap. Thank you so much for calling, Jan. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, Mark, Dominic, and Greg, please hold the line when we get back from break. We'll go in that order. We'll be right back. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right. We're going to go straight to the phone lines. Let's go to Mark, man on the street. Welcome to Black and Right. Hey, it's Mark Wiremore, man on the street. I've got my walk-up music. (laughs) I don't know if you can hear it here. I can't hear it. It's a Mission Impossible. (laughs) Mine is I Love Blacks, I'm the Man. I, right, black. That from, I was on with Stephanie Trussell for five years, and she would play that every time I came on. But I do like Ring of Fire. I got that burning Ring of Fire yeah. and Walk the Lion. So Johnny I'm Cash. I have a whole list. I well, like Red Velvet there. My my walk-up music is the Big Payback by James Brown. Ooh, look at you. Oh, you got your black card right, back there right. a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, you, what, what yeah, up, I you, got three quick things. Go ahead. Three, real quick, Sean Casting, you mentioned earlier, Four years ago, he compared abortion to having gallbladder surgery. He's a terrible congressman. I'm voting for the mayor of Orland Park, Keith Peckow, and and I just wanted to throw that out there. He said it was like, an abortion was like gallbladder surgery. Terribly terrible thing to say. Uh, yeah. Second, Pritzker. I had Pritzker in second place on the debate. I yes. thought he did pretty well. We got a participation trophy for him, and uh, <laughs> Bailey clearly won. 151 years ago today was the Chicago Fire. And I have one announcement for tomorrow night. I'm going to the God Save America tour. It's in Lyle, Illinois. It's being headlined by this guy, Alex Stein. I don't know yeah. if you've seen him. He's yeah. a crazy blogger. He goes to school board meetings. I've talked to him, a message with him, and I'm going to tell him about my school board thing where they told me to wear the mask uh, on a certain part. So that's at the base camp, 5750 Lakeside in Lyle, Price Illinois. I guess it's certain. So, and uh, a couple of these rappers are going to be there. Tyson James, Bryson Gray. I don't know, but I'd love if you two could join me out there. And it's it's going to be a crazy event. And there's supposed to be protesters, too. Yeah, Antifa's doxing people already. Thanks so much for calling us, Mark. Uh, let's go to Dominic. Thanks for holding. Hey, how you guys? Yeah, how you guys doing today? Doing good? All right. Yes, sir. Here's the key. The key is excuses. Every time there's a problem, there's an excuse. Yeah. Okay. Good, good example. If Stacey Abrams would have been governor of Georgia, would she have blamed Jim Crow or would she have blamed the white supremacists? No. No. Okay. It's an excuse every single time. Yeah, that's true. Okay. That's until, true. Until people look in the mirror and figure out they're the problem, nothing's changing. That's right. That's nothing's true. changing. You know? I mean, just think about it. It's simple. And if you talk about racist shows, let's go to All in the Family, the Jeffersons and Sanford and Son. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Think about that one. Hey, Dominic, <laughs> this is why I love Kanye West and what he said. So, the answer yeah, yeah. to why I wrote White Lives Matter on a shirt is because they do. It's the obvious thing. Simple. Ta da! Simple. <laughs> <laughs> so, thanks so much for calling us, Greg. We got one. Give one let's get to Greg uh, from LaGrange. Greg, we got about a minute. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks uh, for holding. And for line two, uh, you know, we keep getting uh, sidetracked, and it it just tells you how hard it's going to be. 
to work through these problems and talk through these problems. I think you're. I think the person that called up before, uh, just before the break, the, the woman that worked at Jan, the post has exactly right. When you mix with people, and, and I'm not like this. I mean, I told you about so well, and and people are smart. People can work together when they have families and they have effort. And they put forth effort and they make an, a good, honest try at succeeding at life. Yeah. But when you meet people, people aren't like. Cub fans and Sox fans and black and white and Italian and Polish and Jewish and whatever—they're people, man. And we get sidetracked by this. But let's let's put it succinctly: the Democrat the Democrats have played this perfectly. They were the party of slavery. Let's not forget that. Yeah, KKK. Let's, let's look back at what they stood for, and they played this thing perfectly. And they exploited every bureaucracy where there was a misstep, whenever there was by uh, uh, abuse or whatever they played it perfectly just remember we're all in this together we have to pull together don't let the democrats win it's been the biggest psych-op that they've ever pulled over the last century greg. let's break it in perfect. november perfect greg thanks so much for joining us hey guys hour number three and we only got 30 minutes because we get cut off by um NIU football today but we'll still be live on all of the feeds so go follow us we'll be back hour three up next Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in Welcome back. Hour three. Black and right radio. On AM 560. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio for the next 30 minutes with my buddy, the troublemaker. You see Phil's text message? He, he won't stop. He won't stop, man. Uh, Vilan, I want to go through this because... I think this is how every Republican should answer anything about abortion. It's like three minutes, three and something minutes, but I want to go through it. And it's from Carrie Lake, who's running for governor in the state, great state of Arizona. And I love how she handled it. And then the pivot, because sometimes mo- most Republicans get into these. They talk about abortion and they, and they, and they get set up. And then they they feel like they got to give an answer and they got to give, you know, the politically correct answer. I want you to hear Carrie Lake, who I think is going to be an amazing governor in the state of Arizona. I want you to hear what she has to say. I'm, I'm going to play all, all of the minutes of, 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 of what she had to say. And I'm going to get your take on it. Here's Carrie Lake. Candidate for Governor of the State of Arizona. Now, this is an independent woman. Okay. And she is really aligned with you on many issues, but not on abortion. And um, she's pro-choice. And it really concerns her greatly that the current Arizona law prohibits abortion and that there are no exceptions for cases of rape or incest. Katie Hobbs is promising to bring back a woman's right to choose. What power does the governor actually have to change the current laws in Arizona to ban abortion? 
Well, I'm, whoever asked that, I'm really glad you did. And I have not shied away from any question. There's no question that's too hard, too controversial for me to answer. So I appreciate whoever ans- asked that question. We had a big court development today in that now we're back to the Ducey Law, which is 15 weeks. I don't know if any of you heard that. That happened late today. I think people believe that it's the governor who writes the laws and passes the laws and, and dictates everything. And, you know, I learned, remember from PBS uh, how a bill becomes a law? I'm, I'm old enough to remember that. I'm running for governor, not emperor. And so I will execute the laws that are on the books. And right now the law stands at 15 weeks. It's the Ducey Law, 15 weeks, and there are exceptions. And I will execute the laws that are on the books. And that's what we do. But I don't write the laws. Now, you heard that part, right? Yep. You see how she didn't get caught up in the weeds? What did she do? No, she did the same thing uh, Darren Bailey did. Look, she explained it to people. I'm not an emperor. I can't change the law. And as it stands... I can't do nothing about it. Yeah. It's up to the legislator. Which is true. And, and, and that's the way it goes. And as governor, she cannot legislate. Unlike the governor that sits in Illinois, he basically legislated his whole way through uh, the last two and a half years. Right. You know, but she continues. Here she goes. Every single reporter who sees me, there's probably a bunch in this room. Raise your hand if you're with the fake news. I love it. Somebody right there, right in the middle. Okay. The second they see me, they don't want to ask about inflation. They don't want to ask about security. This is very important. This is a very important part because the media here in Illinois, they don't want to uh, ask Darren Bailey about the important issues. This is what they do to every Republican. Watch how she answers this, though. Security on the border. They don't want to ask about crime. They don't want to ask about the struggles families are facing. They ask about abortion. I'm fine to answer that. I am pro-life. But I have to execute the laws of the land here. And right now, the law is 15 weeks. We'll see where this goes. I don't know where it's going to go. I am pro-life. And I want to save as many babies as possible. At the same time, I want to help women. And I think when abortion first kind of got going, when Roe v. Wade happened in the 70s and 80s, and I'm old enough to remember that, it was they talked about rare but safe. Now it's anything but rare but safe. Mm. It's not rare, and and the Democrats are pushing for abortion right up until nine months pregnant. They are. This is the truth. And the fake news will never ask Katie Hobbs where she stands on it. They let her get away with shimming around and and sidestepping the issue and talking about women's health care. Listen, I'm for women's health care. I'm a woman. I want my health care, okay? I'm from a family of nine, eight girls. I've got a daughter of my own. I certainly want women's health care. And so when they push and let her say an answer like that without pushing her of where she really stands, which is she's for abortion up until nine months in the womb. She's for abortion beyond birth. This is what they're pushing. She wants taxpayers to pay for that. And she even as a state legislator, she voted against a law that would have provided health care for a baby that survives an abortion. Her choice was to have that baby die on a cold metal medical tray. It's sick. And so that is radical. And I challenge the fake news media to pin her down on where she stands exactly. You know why she's really good? I don't know if you know it, but she's former media. She used to be in media. um, uh, I think it's California, Arizona, a couple other places. But do you see what she did there? Yeah. She turned the tables. Yeah. You know, it's 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 murder. I mean, think about it. 
after the baby is born, you can kill. You just say, well, you can look at the baby laying there and just say, kill it. Except I don't kill know it. about I don't know about punishing women that go out and get abortions. No, I, I, I don't know about sending them to jail and things. I, 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 I'm, I, I fight that part, you know, because you know, I, I look at abortion. I'm, I'm, I'm pro-life. I don't want government money paying for abortions. Uh, but at the same time, if an individual want, and I and I, I want all life to live, but if an individual woman wants to go out and pay her own way, whatever, I, I, I don't know how you can stop that, Milan. Well, I am for proving up that you were raped. I'm sorry. You can't just say it. As far as I'm concerned, you have to prove up you were raped. It was incest or that it's you. You're making a choice between your life or the kid's life. If you can prove those three standards, okay, fine. Yeah. Well, you know, let's, let's finish. She continues. I want to save as many lives as possible. I want to help women. I truly want to give them choices. And right now, when they walk into a Planned Parenthood, they're never given the choice of, did you know we can help you keep this baby? Did you know we can help you find an adoptive family that will love this child? They're never even told that. We need to tell people that. I think her approach to answering the abortion question is spot on. Well, she's come on. You just told me she was former media, so she she knows how to speak. And then she sounds very, very intelligent. And she's a woman, so she can speak to women's issues yeah. without pushback. Only person that only people that can push back is uh, pro-choice women. Yeah, and 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 here in Illinois, I would add an additional pivot: the parental notification bill, mm. where your child you won't get notified if your child, your thirteen-year-old child, walks into an abortion clinic. Yeah. Do you know the scar, the damage that abortion does to women? Yeah, I've heard. Listen, Dan Prof and a lot of talk show hosts here on this station is good at speaking at that. But I don't think that issue has been driven home. What, the parental notification? Yes. I agree. I don't believe it's been driven, especially in the black community. You don't hear anybody talking about that. It's a non-issue to them. It, It hasn't been driven home that, listen, your kid can get pregnant behind your back. You don't want feeding that kid. You don't want raising that kid. You don't want clothing that kid. But yet the school don't have to tell you. And, and and the kid can just go to the doctor, get hacked up, and come back home to you. And you still don't know anything until way, way, way later. Right. The kid feels like telling you. Uh-uh. And did you hear the lady that's in Dan's profs, people who play by the rules? Oh, of course. Fat? Of course. What she said was she was trafficked. Yeah. And if there was a parental notification aspect, um her parents probably could have saved her life a long time ago because she said she had to go get multiple abortions. Imagine, imagine what we did here by getting rid of parental notification. Do you know what that, what what, what that will do to the young women in our, in our society here and especially in the state of Illinois, because Illinois is now the hub for abortions in the Midwest. You know what I think it will do? I think it will contribute to the mental health of women the wrong way. I think I think they'll be mentally damaged for a lifetime to come. And that'll only be better for doctors. They can make more money because they, they have to treat these people. You know, yeah. we have two we have so much mental mental health going on right now that uh that's contributing to the downfall of society. It's just it's just gonna get worse from there. Yeah. And and you know I, I it was funny because I was having a conversation with my twenty year old daughter today about this very issue and you know when you look at how this generation now looks at it 
uh, abortion, it, it's, it, they don't see the life. And I said this time and time again. What I find weird and odd about society and those on the left, we can call life on Mars, but we can't call life in the womb. That's tough. Man, we're numb to everything now. Yeah. Desensitized. Yeah. Listen. Listen to Black and Right. We'll be right back. Let's get to him, baby girl. Black and Right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker who's causing a lot of trouble. Uh, Valon, you found this this audio that you wanted to discuss. Yes. Wait, what's her name? Kamala Harris. Is, is, is Kamala? Kamala. Uh-huh. I, I heard her say it. She said, replace Pamela with well, K. K. Yeah. Cam- Kamala. Kamala. Everybody keep calling her Kamala. Kamala. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here, well, well, this is what she had to say about abortion. You don't have to change your faith or abandon your faith or your, or your deeply held beliefs to agree. The government should not be telling a woman what to do with her body. Well, you know... These people kill me. How can you talk out of both sides of your mouth? I mean, oh, they do. Oh, God. Uh, Warnock did the same thing. He said, listen, I'm pro-life, but I'm, I stand for a woman's right to choose. You cannot, you have to take a stance. You can't be wishy-washy, but we know where you really stand. You don't have any core beliefs. You don't have any principles. You don't have any values if you are a murderer. Because that's what you are. You're murdering babies. They are babies. Life starts at conception. You are murdering them. And if you don't have a valid reason in my book, a valid reason, the three that I said, you, you shouldn't be for it. So you, you're, what you're saying is you do believe in safe, rare, and legal. That had some integrity back when Bill Clinton passed it or, or for it. I don't know. Well, I guess he passed it. it. It had some integrity because it left the door op- open for women that truly has been abused. Right. Truly, raped is is violent. Uh, being raped by your father or your uncle, that incest, that's violent. And then, hey, man, listen, I can't tell anybody to choose which life is more important, yours or the kids. So, Valon, what do you say to, to, to that woman that's listening, to that conservative that's listening, that believes a, a, a woman's right to choose, um, that says you got two guys in there talking, discussing abortion, you have no right. I say chime in. I say chime in and tell me where I'm wrong. I'm not going to tell her what to think. Tell me where I'm wrong. You can't just simply say, well, you're a man. You have no say. Yes, I do. Because the the, the Constitution guarantees me that right that I can say whatever I want to say. Right. Okay. Let's go to Jim from South Elgin, the sponsor of this show. Jim, welcome to Black and Red. Hey, guys. How are you? Doing well. How are you? Good. Um, you know, another soundbite you should play. There was an interview with Nancy Pelosi when she was in with Baba Wawa in like 2006. And about four minutes of the video, she talks about what a cesspool or what a swamp Washington, D.C. is and how it's got to be cleaned up. <laughs> she doesn't believe that also, now. She runs it now. So <laughs> She's part of the swamp. And then also there was a planned protest this morning at the Holiday Inn on Cumberland Avenue by I-90 because apparently 300 up. Uh, Immigrants are in there. They're being guarded by the National Guard. Oh, my. Really? Being paid at our, uh, yep. Frank Any violence happen? I don't know. I just I just write about it. I've been at the office all day. 
Um, but, uh, yeah, it's interesting. And then also I thought uh, Bailey did very well he did. in the debate against Pritzker. I agree. I, I, I thought, I, I thought he, it was a home run. Yeah. He was looking down at his paper and stuff, you know, and just was, uh, Listen, wasn't very good at all. J- JB was rehearsed. He was rehearsed, and then, you know, I, yeah. I gave money here, gave money there. Yeah, how did you get that money? Oh, he didn't say Biden gave him that money. Uh, Darren Bailey, he was perfect. He had all the numbers. He had all the numbers. He missed a few few opportunities. Uh, he missed the, he missed a couple. I count about two. But it doesn't matter. JB couldn't even respond except for saying he's fear-mongering yeah. or he's lying. Yeah, how about his favorite song? Yeah. <laughs> um, Jim, I don't think he understood that question. But, hey, Jim, you talk about Nancy Pelosi. She just said this last week. Listen to this. We have a shortage of workers in our country. And you see even in Florida, some of the farmers and the growers saying, why are you shipping these uh, immigrants uh, up north? We need them to pick the crops down here. Imagine. Wow. Imagine if Trump, DeSantis, anybody said that. What do you think the, yep. the point? What, what do you think would be leading the news? Yeah, yeah, xenophobia. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, Democrats can get away with saying anything. I've accepted. Thanks so much for calling, Jim. I, I've accepted it, John. Right, Democrats can say anything. They, well, they can. Let's go to Eduardo from Midway. Eduardo. Hey guys, how's it going? How's hey, it going? Um, I'll be going to the Freedom Summit, so I'm looking forward to seeing everybody there. Oh, nice. Oh, we're gonna uh, hang out. Yeah, Mr. Bailey won hands down. Definitely. I would have brought up another thing, the employment security fraud. Right now in California, they're sending inflationary checks to a lot of people out there. Yeah. You have uh, the top advisor for, like, the spouse of Kamala Harris, who has, like, a bribery scandal. They got, a, like, a $1 billion lawsuit or something. Uh, it's going to leave that state corrupt, uh, bankrupt. So the Democratic Party is definitely the corrupt party, and which means that they are rich because they always say the Republicans are rich. <laughs> Actually, when there's corruption, there's usually rich people, which means Democrats are rich too. Of course, of course, yeah. they always want they they always want to say the Republicans are the one percent, two percent. Democrats are right in there with them. They just spend money on the message to promote their agenda, and that's keeping people like you. And me down, people of color, people that don't have a mind to get from from the bad situation that they're in. Yeah. You know, people that don't know how to rise up. They, instead of educating them how you get out of poverty, they, they keep them down in poverty to keep that vote, to keep yeah. that power base. Yeah, I know. Hey, Eduardo, thanks so much for calling us, buddy. You guys have a good week. Take right. care. Is, you too. Is, is, is this the uh, mayor of Chicago? Lori from Chicago. I Welcome to Black and Right. <laughs> Hello, Lori, you there? Hello. Hi. Yes. No, I am not the mayor. <laughs> I'm a citizen. What's going and on? I, uh, I'm listening to your program about the abortion issue, uh-huh. and I wonder why nobody's talking about the morning after pill that's readily available at yeah. any drugstore. It is. In case of rape or incest or whatever. Hey, did you know, um, Lori, that they have a pill now? that can give you an abortion up to 13 weeks. It's either 12 or 13 weeks. It doesn't have to just be the morning after pill, you know? Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, yeah. Lori, you're right, though. They, I mean, they're, 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 they they do have that that's out there. It's available. It's widely available. Um, yeah. and you don't need a prescription or anything. Just go in there and buy it. Yeah. Yes, and nobody's talking about that. All they're doing is pushing abortion. Yeah. 
You got, uh, you, it's, 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 it's a, it's a um, death. Death is everything in, in our culture. It, it, it means nothing. I mean, it's, it's another way of control, and it, it's, it's a death. Death. I don't know what. what death what, what, cult. Cult. Culture. Death the culture cult. of death. Yeah. That's what I was looking for. The culture of death. But it's a, it's, it's a money. It's a, it's hold, a hold, hold on a lot. What'd you say, Glory? It's the agenda of the left to depopulate. Yeah. Oh, that's true too. And Laura, you're a first time caller. How, how long have you been listening to the show? Oh, off and on for quite quite a while. Well, I appreciate and I that. I don't call in much. Surely. Well, I appreciate thank you, you I calling appreciate in. Your show. Thank it's you, Larry. Yes, thank you. Right, no, wait, go ahead. Finish. Finish your statement. No, I'm. I'm. It's very informative your show, and you call it like it is, and I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you so much, Lori. Um, she's right. You know? oh, that's, yeah. what, that's what we do here. We don't double talk. No, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think I'm intelligent enough to double talk. I mean, you know what? That's what. That's, that's what Phil, Phil was saying. <laughs> you know, my you're red velvet. Man. My, my my vocabulary isn't intelligent enough to double talk. My yeah. words aren't smart enough. That's yeah. what Phil would say. Dude, are you 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 still harping on Phil, man? Listen. This dude won't stop texting, man. He he feels shame that a black man created a show to stereotype black people. But doesn't every race do the same thing? Every comedian stereotypes their own race. It's comedy. But black people of his generation, he's the last of them. Yeah, what's that big white dude? He's real real big. Um, I'll look it up during the break. No, but, not, but not JP Pritzker. But 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 black but black people of that generation, the last of them, like him, they're so shameful and they have this false pride that they can't even you can't even speak to the wrongs or even make fun of of the wrongs. You know, some of them stereotypes are real. Why yeah. do you think uh, that Harold and Kumar show made such such, such was such yeah. a big hit and made so much money? Yeah, and they stereotyped everybody. Right, you know. Um, just a, a housekeeping note: in the next segment, we will not be on the radio. Uh, I also made some some dis- disappointing, unfortunate news that uh, the show will, will be returning back to one to three in November. Um, I'm sad. I'm I, I'm really really sad. I I loved my three hours of radio. Valon and I were able to tussle it up, <laughs> and you know, uh, it hurts my heart. But you know. We keep keep pushing ahead and keep putting out good product. Uh, go to Rumble and YouTube. We'll be right back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. Facebook streaming, YouTube streaming, Rumble streaming. No longer on the radio right now. So please go there. Uh, I've, I've put the um, Rumble link um, on, on uh, Facebook. Because um, Facebook is actually down now because of the music, uh, they shut us down. Which you know we do, we we deal with every week, and then it comes back up once, and they realize you know we're a radio show. I guess I I, I don't know. Yeah, well, uh, I I don't use them. Don't use who? Facebook. Oh, that's right. You got you have an account. And I I only because you said I needed a presence. I don't use it. Okay, whatever. Now now remember when I told you, I really believe, um that black people are waking up. Yeah. And I, I, I recall when, when black churches used to be a place where people really got information about what was happening, what was going on. 
in their community, in politics. Um, and then, then the churches started lurching left. Yeah. I found this audio clip of this pastor. I don't know the pastor's name. I did. It never said who the pastor was. And it's a very long clip, but I want to play it because, uh, I thought how he broke down Biden and what's happening in our country in a way where it, it wasn't, it was, it wasn't threatening to black people to, to accept what he was saying. And you're here through all the hooping and the hollering and them saying, Oh yeah. Hey man. And things of that nature. I want you to hear what this pastor is very long. And maybe I'll stop in between to, so that you and I can discuss, but here's this pastor. Our nation is, is gone mad. I hope y'all like y'all's president. <laughs> Cause in a year's time, he screwed the whole nation up. I, you ain't gotta, I told you, I don't care how many blind eyes open if I say something like that. When my blind eye, I'm out of here. He must be a Republican. <laughs> you know, it took that man one year to screw the whole country up. <laughs> a year. Don't be, don't be looking at me like... No, the, our nation's gone backwards. A year ago, you were paying $2 a gallon for gas. Uh-oh. Yeah, let's take it where you can relate. And, and, and isn't that important? Isn't that important when you're doing messaging? Yeah. You know, when you look at what's affecting people, you have to remind people because people forget. They forget what they endured. I don't know how they forgot, how they can forget what happened to us the last two and a half years with a tyrannical governor who made every single decision on his own. Because of what you just said, messaging. The Democrats are great at messaging, and that's why people forgot. But it's refreshing to hear someone with some integrity have a crisis of conscience. And now he, he's like, man, listen, somebody has to speak out, and I'm going to speak out. I don't care about the powers that be. People need to hear this, and that's yeah. a good thing. Yeah, but he, he continues. <laughs> and you're paying... Almost four dollars now, because of his decisions. Hmm. Yeah, Uh-oh. it's his decisions. Two on, million people have crossed our borders uh, from Mexico. Uh, now he's getting political. No Uh-oh. kingdom. I'm kingdom. And, and can I say something? You see that last word he used. I think a lot of people don't understand why I have a lot of the the philosophy, the belief systems that I have, I don't look at it through the lens of politics. That's why I don't play the politics game. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least I try I try my best. Like when I'm trolling somebody, yeah, I do. So I'm, I'll be honest with that. Yeah. But he's right. I look at everything through the vision or through the lens of my faith. Right. That's why I can look at something and say, white lives matter, black lives matter, all lives matter. Now, guess what? This humanistic society that we live in where everything, you know, where, where, where they do believe in division because of humanism. You know, I'm a person of faith. I don't I, I don't always live up to the standard of my faith. Uh, I do my best. I'm flawed. Uh, I'm not perfect, but I try. I try to help as many people as I possibly can. Uh, you have no clue how many people that run for office give me a call and I give them my take on their run for office. You know, because I want I, I I tell them about the missteps, the mistakes, the the failures, 
uh, that I made so that they can make better decisions than I made when I was in office. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes sense. But the pastor continues. Oh, we, missed, we missed it. Uh, we'll, we'll have to come back to him uh, during the break. Uh, let's go to the phone lines real quick. Jennifer from Displays. Um, we got about a minute, Jennifer. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. And I'm very disappointed to hear you're only going to be on for two hours. You I should know. have the two to four slot Monday through Friday. You guys got to call into the station. And, <laughs> oh, you guys got to call into the station and, and complain. Okay, I will. <laughs> um, all right, so I have to get right to the point. I know you're in a hurry. My friend happened to be in the ladies' room of the McDonald's on Oakton in, uh, about three weakes ago, the Oakton, Oakton Street McDonald's in Des Plaines, and she, uh, there was a young girl in there. At the same time, my friend was in there. My friend was incapacitated. She, uh, she was using the facilities, okay? <laughs> so she only heard it. A man came in and assaulted. There were two young girls in there. He assaulted oh, one of the Jesus girls. Christ. And uh, when my friend left, she found out later on that there had been an assault. And I called my state senator's office, Ann Gillespie. Everybody call Ann Gillespie or email we'll get her. we 10 and seconds. Said, Right. Yeah, you know what? I want to hold you on the line. Don't go Are anywhere. You sure? Yeah, I want. I definitely because this. This is. I, I. I despise stuff like this. Uh, you listening to Black and White Radio, uh, AM five sixty. The answer. We'll be right back. Let's get it to him, baby girl. Black and Right continues on AM five sixty. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and White Radio on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony Lobbins. Well, I'm sorry. Streaming on Facebook, Rumble, and um, YouTube at the moment. Uh, hey, guys, if you're on YouTube right now, can you guys go and like Black and, Ra- Black and White Radio 2.0? I'm, I'm going to try it again. Give it one more college try to start a new um, Black and White page on YouTube. Black and White Radio 2.0. Let's see what happens um, so that I can start going live on that page. Uh, before the break, we were talking to Jennifer from, from Des Plaines. She was telling us about uh, a gentleman walking into a, 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 the ladies' uh, restroom, and there was a, an assault. Jennifer, now, what happened? What, what did what, Were the cops called? Well, okay, so this this is what happened. My friend was in there. There was a young girl in there. There was another young girl in the stall. And my friend went into the stall, and the young girl who was out had washed her hands. She said, I'll wait for you outside. And my friend came, she went into the stall, and this girl came back in. She said, I'm going to wait in here instead, which that's a signal to all women that something is not right outside the door, so you're coming back in to be safe. Then my friend heard the door open again, and the young girl who had come back in said, you don't belong in here. And then she heard nothing. And she heard the stall door open, and she came out. She she tried to see what was going on, but she wasn't certain what was going on is that she didn't realize that he had taken this girl he i guess he pulled her into the stall and he assaulted her and so my friend left but the police contacted her because he was arrested in the parking lot a half an hour after this occurred so he hung around after he did what he did so they contacted my friend, and, and she gave the police a statement. And it, the strange thing is that I actually knew somebody who was there when something like this happened. So she and I were talking about it. And I said, I, the more I thought about it, I realized that because we have this new policy in Illinois, and Ann Gillespie and That's all right. the Democrats voted for this public restrooms are unisex, now you're putting women at risk. That's so right. I called Gillespie's office. 
And I asked them, I said, so in order to make transgender people feel more comfortable, you're going to put women, and especially young women, who are more vulnerable because I'm certain the reason she didn't scream or call out was because she was so shocked that somebody grabbed her. Wow. And as in, I mean, I would have, I would have made some noise, but you, nobody knows what, no, people second guess women in situations like this and everybody has a different reaction. And so Gillespie's office was very noncommittal and I got a phone call on Thursday asking me if I was going to support her in the election. Of course not. She's a Democrat and she's a crazy liberal. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. (laughs) You said it though. (laughs) Too late. Catch out the back. So, um, I, I thought that maybe this girl would have an answer for me. And we had a back-and-forth conversation, and I must admit I baited her a little bit. I couldn't help it because she was one of those doe-eyed yeah. ding-dongs. And, again, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. And she finally, we finished up the conversation with her telling me that I, it was clear that I was a bit racist, which oh, I don't even God. know what race has, race has to do with what, being what? transgender, but I guess it has something to do with it. What? I don't know what. What? And that I'm intolerant and that I have benefited from white privilege my entire life. Oh, thank you for ta- saying that to a, a constituent. Oh, then you make it, yeah, okay. Wow. So, this was Ann Gillespie's person calling me, telling me that, I have benefited from my... I, I said to her, you, you should see the stack of bills I have to pay. I said that I, some of them I can't pay. And I said, it's, and, and I asked her, like you're always saying, ask direct questions. I said, what has she done for me? Right. And this whole thing with the young girl, this is like top of my list. This is the thing that bothers me most because any man now can walk into a men's room, or a women's room, I'm sorry, and nobody will say anything yep. because it's unisex. I will if I ever if I'm ever there. I'm you, sorry. You you two didn't know that LGBTQ Thank was a race. Thank you, Jennifer, for calling, Jennifer. What? You didn't know it was a race? No, I didn't. <laughs> okay. I've just been educated. Oh Thanks. yeah. Thanks so much I've for calling, Jennifer. <laughs> Thanks for calling, Jennifer. You're welcome. Okay. All right, let's go to Renee from Plainfield. Renee, welcome to Black and Right. First time caller. Yes, it is. What's going um, on? What's going on? Um, you know, I'm waiting for the Ohio State football game, but I am watching your show and absolutely love it. Thank I you. Tuned oh, in wow. a few times, and I love you guys. Thank you. Thanks. I want I want a copy of your sweatshirt. <laughs> okay, it's okay to be black and right. <laughs> you know, because you know what? Yes, you know, as I posted in the comments, yeah, I am a mother of you know two former foster sons that are now adopted, and they are black. Yeah. And I have received, you, I mean, you can only, you know what I'm oh, talking yeah. about, the negativity of my boys. You know, they receive it. You know, you, you talk white. No, they have been taught to speak proper English. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, I mean, we get that all the time here, except yeah. except from Norm from Rockford. He says I speak Ebonics. So, I, I mean, I'm trying to figure out where the Ebonics oh, comes boy. in. Yeah, you know. you know what? And as a former teacher... I don't know what that is either because I taught the alphabet. Right, right. It's amazing though. It it, it really is amazing how those who 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 are, have a, a leftist view of our society, um, how they 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 try to pigeonhole us on the right and make us all this. You know, as you just heard, um, I'm this horrible. I'm this, I'm a horrible woman because I am pro life. I'm a Christian, and. 
Yeah. I'm conservative. Yeah. You know, oh my gosh, because, oh my gosh, my daughter, because after I adopted my two boys, yeah. I got pregnant. 10 seconds. My daughter. You got 10 seconds. Renee, you there? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Okay, my daughter is white, and she just, she got bullied because she was called an end lover, and she said yes because I love oh, my brother. Oh, God. Whatever. You know what? Renee, thanks so much for calling. I got to have you in on the educational stuff at some point, okay? Yes. We'll yes. be right back. Love it. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio. Villan, troublemaker. Yep. You've been subdued since after the the um, uh, Phil from Blue Island call. Did that on 120 Life calm you that much down? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a good drink, <laughs> you know. But I, I, did you watch that... Uh, that clip that I sent you of the that other show that Phil sounds yeah, it like, wouldn't come up. It didn't come up. No, it wouldn't come up. They called uh, conservatives like us black conservative, crusty black conservatives, and we need lotion. Well, you you do have your advocate booty scratcher lotion, but, so I, I, but I'm oil, I'm oiled up. You know, I'm oiled up. <laughs> yeah, but they but they that's what they think of us. People, of course, they people do. that talk like us, we're black crusty conservatives. Oh, good, good for them. I want to finish that. that <laughs> I want to finish something. I want to finish that pastor. Uh, because I thought it was a, I thought it was a really interesting. Now I, I I went ahead just a few seconds beyond where he said, you know, that those who are coming across our border they don't have to get um, they don't get COVID tested. They do get COVID tested. He he erred in that, but they don't have to take the vaccine. I want to continue with what he said. Here it is. Vaccinated, and they put on airplanes. Read your paper. Now they ain't gonna put this in in your paper. They don't report this, but they are flying. People who cross the border illegally, your government is flying them to cities across the United States and putting them up in hotels and paying for them with your money. Mm-hmm. I love this pastor. Yeah. Only took a year to screw the country up. Just took a year. Just took a year. He must be a Trump supporter. No, I believe. Uh-oh, yeah. oh Teach him. In a year's time, men who say they're women are competing on the college level in women's sports. And depriving women who have been working all their lives to be the best woman in their sport, the ability to be that because this man won't be a girl now. <laughs> a year. There'll, there'll, there'll be a time when I don't think pastors will be able to say that. Yeah, yeah. It was almost that time. It it, it's just certain pastors here and there that stand up like yeah. this guy. But you know what? I still, I still say he fell a little short. Don't just blame it on the president. This is the Democrat Party. Yeah, as a whole. Let it be known. It's the whole Democrat yeah. Party. Yeah. Because, you, you know, you see how, um, was it, I don't know, Gillespie treated a constituent who called in to talk about, you know, a child being assaulted, sexually yeah. assaulted. Yeah. And she reverts to her, whoever was on the phone call with her, reverted to her being allegedly racist. Wow. Alleged, this call, I'm, I don't know if this is, I mean, I wasn't there, so I, I got to say allegedly. I, I believe mean, it. 
I believe it because they're trying to make. Oh, like I like I know it was a joke. Hey, hold on. Somebody said uh, he's from a church in Gary, Indiana. Villain. Yes. Um, yes, I could believe that too. Nivra, can you can you type the name of the church? I mean, I I wouldn't mind visiting that church to, to, to shake that pastor's hand. Right. See, there are still conservatives in Indiana. Oh, I mean, I mean, even in the town city, I guess you uh, Gary, city. right? Yeah, right. You know, that's a city, but uh, it's, it's wrecked. But still, it's it's still a city, and there are black conservatives in Indiana. Yeah. Uh, I want to play something, Kanye. I want to play. I want to finish out the show with a couple of Kanye clips, uh, because you know, again, the left, especially those in in, in Hollywood and in music and in, in the entertainment industry, what Kanye did was brave and bold, and he doesn't have to do this. He can be. I mean, he is a multi-billionaire, not one to million. I mean, he's multi-billionaire. Yep. And he can go and hide in his in, in his cave, and 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 raise his kids. But here he is out there talking about his pro-life stance, you know, about how he believes in God. I mean, oh, this is the end of the show, Valon. I just realized. That. Yeah, you talking about playing what the heck something? I'm talking about. <laughs> but I want to give him a shout out, Pete. Thank you, Valon. Thank you. See you next week, guys. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.